All right, guys, welcome in to today's episode of the Southeast Tube Podcast. It is Monday, July the 24th, 2017. And on today's episode, we're going to share an interview that we did on the Marching to Madness podcast with Texas A&M head coach Billy Kennedy. Uh, that way, for those of you who maybe do not subscribe to that podcast yet, and you should if you don't, uh, that way you can listen to it here as well. Any SEC stuff we do on the national show, Marching to Madness, I will share here on Southeast Tubes as well. That way, no one misses it. Uh, it was a great interview, but before we get to that, let's touch on a quick news item up for the day, and that is Auburn's Austin Wiley uh, suffering a stress fracture in his left leg. He's going to be out four to six weeks. Uh, the good news is that there will be no surgery required for the injury, which is certainly a plus for the big man who, as you all know, I've talked about a lot this offseason. Uh, he's got a lot of attention with his play with the U19 uh, team. And so, uh, apparently, you know, he suffered the injury against Germany uh, on July the 7th, and that would be the quarterfinal game there at the U-19 World Cup. Um, And, you know, that was really, he had a really good game that night. Um, But suffered the injury and then played the rest of the way. And now it seems that certainly he's going to need to kind of rest up and get ready for what will be a big season ahead for Bruce Pearl and Auburn. Uh, But again, that will keep Wiley out of the trip to Italy uh, for Auburn, which is going to happen here uh, in a couple weeks. They're going to go there in August. And, um, you know, it's certainly – you never want anyone to get injured. I mean, let's be honest. We talk about this with Auburn. Uh, it seems like over the past year or two, uh, there have always been injuries that maybe have come into play. There have been things that haven't quite worked out as we thought they would. And I know this probably has Auburn fans very concerned already, and we're not even – you know, we're still three months away from the start of the season, essentially – uh, but I think it's, you know, it's going to be fine again. This is four to six weeks. Bruce Pearl seems to not have any, you know, there are no concerns. Everything seems to be that he will be fine. He'll he'll recover from this. Um, and like I said, he is someone who has an opportunity to be one of the most improved players in the entire country this upcoming season. Um, and, and you just look at his play this summer at the U19. Uh, you look at kind of what he's gotten and I keep talking about this, but what he's gotten from this first full off season uh, within Auburn's strength and conditioning program, I mean, that's kind of what he missed last year. You talk about having to adjust to the speed of the game, the physicality. Uh, coming in early like he did, that was something, you know, he didn't get that opportunity. He didn't have that off season before the season started. He just got thrown in right away. But now that he's had this off season, you see the the advancements in it with his body. Um, he's really made progress you know it's just such a dynamic player inside in the way that he can impact the game on both ends of the floor Uh, so hopefully this is not a a huge setback at all for him and he will be ready to go uh, for the start of the season when the Tigers will take the floor there in November and like I say we'll, we'll, we'll take the floor and have a lot of expectations ahead based on everything they have coming back as I've mentioned before, be sure to check out Athlon Sports, uh, College Basketball Preview, the magazine that comes out every year. That'll come out here, I believe, the end of August, early September. Uh, I did do the Auburn preview in there, so be sure to check that out. But uh, hopefully Wiley will be back here soon. And like I said, that overseas trip will give Auburn an opportunity to uh, you know, try some different rosters. They will certainly be 
you know, a bit smaller without without Wiley on the floor. I mean, you talk about he's the only true center on this roster, uh, but you know, and, and Auburn's really not a huge team in terms of just the overall size, but they do have a lot of length. They have a lot of athleticism. Uh, you know, getting Horace Spencer back from his injury last year, he'll he'll get a chance to probably play a lot of minutes over there. And then Chumo Kiki, another guy, uh, you know, at six eight, a freshman who Bruce Pearl is going to want to try to get some more experience as well. That'll give those guys opportunity, and really, these overseas trips are all about experimenting with the roster, and now, you know, Bruce Pearl will have to do that uh, with Wiley out with the injury. So, uh, all right, let's go ahead and move on to the interview for today, and that was with Texas A&M head coach Billy Kennedy, and we talked about pretty much, you know, all the the significant aspects of this roster, uh, kind of his expectations for a lot of these guys. You know, I've talked about one of the biggest things with this roster was going to be the addition of J.J. Caldwell and what he's able to do at point guard because that's going to make life easier on everyone else in that lineup. And you look at the potential starting five for Texas A&M. Caldwell at the point, Admon Gildert shooting guard, uh, D.J. Hogue at a three or a four. Robert Williams you know, can play both places as well. And then Tyler Davis, that is a starting five that is as good as any in the SEC uh, you know, on paper, this this team looks very, very good because they're going to solve their biggest problem. If Caldwell can come along like we think he will, uh, it's going to solve their biggest problem, and that was turnovers and having someone to, to get the offense in a rhythm uh, and be able to get the ball where it needs to go, and that's going to be huge for this Texas A&M team. So uh, without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive into the interview with Texas A&M head coach Billy Kennedy. All right, guys, welcome back to the Marching to Madness podcast, and we welcome back Texas A&M head coach Billy Kennedy. And, Coach, uh, to start off with here before we dive into your team this year, I know it's probably been a lot of fun to watch Alex Caruso play this summer, such a key component of that regular season championship team a few years ago, and now uh, great play this summer with the Lakers and signed a two-way contract. What's it been like just watching him here throughout the summer? It's been fun because all the things he did to help us win games, he he did in that summer league uh, on that team this year, and to see that it, it start being valued at the next level um, is fun because he does so many things. He had so many intangibles. Uh, to me, he's the king of intangibles that I've ever coached. Uh, just steals, assists, things that help you win and doesn't always get noticed by the public and it was great to see the Lakers finally recognize that. Coach, you have a really good uh, duo there in the paint coming in here, coming back. Robert Williams and Tyler Davis. They're defined, obviously, by that production. Now, what have you guys been working on this summer to make them even more multidimensional? Well, Tyler's been working on a, on a jump shot. I mean, he can He's gotten to where he can really shoot the ball uh, and not just rely on his post presence. So we're going to have him down there probably 90% of the time, but there are going to be times where in pick and roll, I think he can now make a shot, and that, that's going to create some problems for others. And, and Robert Williams' his athleticism is, is such a high level that he's worked on putting the ball on the floor and driving the ball more. Not just he, – he would settle for jump shots sometimes. And uh, we're trying to work with him, both of those guys playing together and work out of a double team because they both got doubled quite a bit. And uh, those are some things we, we think they're going to have improved on to hopefully make us a better team. 
Coach, uh, I want to ask about J.J. Caldwell. I know you guys are excited to have him on the floor this year, a true point guard, and, you know, obviously turnovers were an issue last year. You talked a lot about that. What are kind of your expectations for him there, and what will be his first season there with the Aggies? Well, we're just going to have to be patient with him being a freshman, and the the good thing is he was able to practice with us last year, so – he was our best guard in, in practice all year as far as playmaking ability. And uh, just to have him, you know, uh, make plays off the bounce and do other things that we couldn't do. And uh, he's a great passer. He gets easy baskets. We didn't get any easy baskets off of our defense. We didn't get any easy baskets out of our guard play. And so, um, I, I'm going to have to be patient because he's, he's still a freshman, but but uh, he he's going to create offense that we couldn't didn't have last last year at, at the point position. And coach, to follow up on that, I, I'm assuming that because you know you're going to have a chance to have him at the point, Admon Gilder be able to play a lot more shooting guard, which I know is his natural position. He really came on last year as just a dynamic scorer there towards the end of the season. How much will kind of maybe that transition back to, to playing more shooting guard rather than having to be at the point a lot uh, kind of help his overall game this year? Well, that's what he does best is score. You know, last year we we're asking him to try to run us off, run offense, and get us in offense, and I thought that took away from him. And um, he needs to catch and shoot. He's really a good shooter, and he's a good guy, a guy that can put it on the floor and get in the paint and create his own shot. Now he can focus on just running his lane and and uh, scoring. You know, he was our best defender in his last game. He held Malik Monk to six points. Uh, I think you know he hadn't been held under double figures all year long. So um, he's going to be able to focus on the things he does best, and I think that's going to make us better. And and we're going to get easy baskets in transition. We're going to play faster, having point guard play with him, and then we're going to transfer from Marquette, Dwayne Wilson, and we like a freshman that we signed, T.J. Starks. They're all guys that can play the point and create offense uh, off their defense and also create offense and transition. Coach, D.J. Hogue returns now off the injury, and, you, you know, the positions on your roster are so well-defined. How are you going to use his versatility now even more? Well, we played him some at the four his freshman year that we didn't have a chance to do last year because we were just shorthanded on the perimeter. And he played mostly at the three, but he's a tough matchup at the four. He's six nine. He's gotten stronger. He can stretch the floor. He's got a great stroke, and he suffered from not having a point guard either because he, we want him to just run to the wing and spot up and be able to catch and shoot. He had to handle the ball and do things that aren't a strength of his game, and so uh, he is versatile. He played the two and the three and the four some for us last year. We hope this year to be able to play more at the four and more at the three and just uh, use the gifts that he has in offensive basketball. I mean, he's he's a weapon. He can post. He can shoot from perimeter. And we're excited. He's probably the most excited to have a point guard that can create shots for him because he wants to all he wants to do is catch and shoot. That'd be great. That's what we want him to do. You have a very talented recruiting class coming in, a top 25 class, I think, in all the ratings. Uh, now, 
two things of thoughts on your on the overall makeup of the group and then how do you uh fit these guys in with so much returning uh talent well we needed guard play we needed to improve our guard play we need to improve our athleticism and i think that's the one thing we were able to do across the board we we signed a number of perimeter guys with the a fifth year addition in uh Wayne Wilson, who started at Marquette and played in the NCAA tournament. So um, those freshmen, uh, their athleticism, Savion Flags, a perimeter player that can do some special things. And then uh, J.J. Chandler, somebody who's been, showed his athleticism. And I've already mentioned T.J. Starks. And then we've got Isaiah J.C., a 6'10 center, power forward that can block shots. So we really like the group that we have as we go uh into the season and and you know again we're only three months away i guess from everything starting every day in october the sec looks like its own pace for maybe a breakout season uh does this feel like a breakout to you uh in 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 the league this is the best talent the league's had since i've been here and experience is not a bad team uh, everybody's got a top 100 player on that team, and that everybody's got guys that can can impact and help them win. And uh, excited for the season, but I'm I'm a little concerned about the challenge because this is by far the best the league's been since I've been in in, in the league. The great news for us, we, we we've got a talented uh, older roster to to approach it with, and so. Uh, we're, we're looking forward to the challenge, but this league's going to be a bear. Coach, uh, and finally, just wanted to ask before we let you go about opening the season there at the Ramstein Air Base in Germany against West Virginia. I know Texas A&M, a great military tradition there at the school. Uh, just kind of what is the importance of that game and kind of what what are you, what is your anticipation for that going into that game? Well, one, we're playing a team we played last year. So this, is, this will be a Bob Huggins team. You're going to see a team that presses and, the Press Virginia and a team that's got experienced guards. They're a top ten team, and playing a great team in a great venue. What a what a great opportunity for A and M to be kicking off college basketball season. Uh, it, it's great for our program, the national exposure we're going to get, and then just the experience of being on an Air Force base in Europe, overseas. Again, with our military background, I know we're looking forward to it. And, um, It'll be a great experience to kick off the season and to do it in front of a U.S. servicemen who don't get a chance to see basketball games like that. Uh, we're just blessed to be a part of it. Coach, uh, thanks as always for joining us. We always love catching up with you, and hopefully we can do it again here in the near future. All right, guys, thanks. And there you have it. That was our interview on the Marching to Madness podcast with Texas A&M head coach Billy Kennedy. And like we said, you know, he talked about it. Just uh, he knows how good the SEC is going to be this year. He understands how competitive. I mean, you heard him say it. It's as, it's as good as the league has been since he's been there at Texas A&M. And that's saying something. You know, he's been there several years, and he's seen a lot of good teams come through there. But he is absolutely right, and that's why we keep talking about it. This is as deep as the league has been in a long time. So, but the good news, and he also mentioned this, is that, you know, he has a team with some experience. He has some young guys that are going to play a key role, and, and they are going to be ready. I mean, A&M's team I've talked about pl- 
plenty now that they're one of the teams going into the season. They're going to be near the top just because of all of these playmakers that they have on the floor. So it'll uh, be a lot of fun to watch, and we enjoyed our interview, as always, with Texas A&M's Billy Kennedy. Uh, always great to catch up with him, and we will have more SEC guys coming here in the near future, and we will have those both on the Marching to Mass podcast and here on Southeast Hoops. So be sure you're subscribed to both. Uh, just go over to iTunes. Both of them are there. Uh, you can search for Southeast Hoops. Make sure you're subscribed. That way you get all your SEC basketball news and notes as we go along throughout the offseason. And then coming over at southeasthoops.com, I'm going to have some some pretty lengthy written stuff coming here in the very near future, both with the power rankings and on some other news and notes items uh, that I'm putting together. So it uh, will be a lot of fun. So be sure to stay tuned to that. And thank you guys, as always, for listening to the podcast. And I will talk to you guys tomorrow. <laughs>